Welcome to season two of MC Movement, where you'll hear stories of dancers, dance educators, and movement practitioners to inspire, educate, and transform how we see, experience, and interpret movement. Basically, it's artists emceeing their own experience. I'm a writer, movement educator, and dance education consultant. I've had the opportunity to work at a range of arts institutions, including Boston Ballet, Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, Miami City Ballet, San Francisco Ballet, the Joyce Theater, and Penn State Center for their performing arts. Also, in my commitment to raise the value for artists and the work they do, each guest receives an honorarium for their participation. Sometimes organizations reach out to me for promotional interviews, in which case the honorarium is waived. You can learn more at my website, www.mcmovement.com, or connect via Instagram or Facebook. Please take a moment to give MC Movement a like and a review and share with a friend. Thanks for listening and joining in the conversation. Becca Hoback joined me in advance of her work in Actor, premiering at Oz Arts Nashville June 24th to 26th with three solo dances that explore the relationship between the body, womanhood, and a rapidly changing society. Becca shares about the evolution and transition into working as a solo artist, shaping supportive spaces for making work, and what she is learning in the process. She is a founding member of Contemporary Dance Collective New Dialect and featured in the company as a performer, outreach workshop team leader, community and company class teacher, and choreographic assistant to artistic director Banning Bolden. She received an individual artist fellowship from the Tennessee Arts Commission in 2020, and she is an adjunct instructor at Harpeth Hall and trained at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. She is thoughtful, curious, and willing to lean into the unknown. She talks about embracing disruption and maintaining the paradox of establishing boundaries while generating flow, which every artist experiences along the way. Here is her story. Becca, what are you currently curious about in your creative practice? There's kind of this balance, especially for me in my solo practice and my solo process of working hard and working really diligently, but also finding ways to work with ease and lightness. Because when there is that lightness and sort of freedom in um, the studio space for me, that's when I'm able to be the most creative. And so it's kind of finding that balance of like rigor and ease. And um, even in the context of how I move, moving with smoothness, but precision and clarity, but not always being harsh with my clarity, but also figuring out how to pull out qualities of softness, pushing back and forth between two seemingly opposing things and kind of grapple with them both. And when you think about being present or what you need to do to be in the present, what does that look like for you? Really dialing into a clear physical sensation, whether it be, you know, a piece of choreography where I'm uh, dragging my hand across my skin or um, really just focusing on the curl of my fingers and then the stretch of my hand, really trying to be present with the feeling of those actions as opposed to um, being distracted by the thought of, okay, how does this look? And how do you shape your choreographic process? I can't dive into a choreographic process in a way that's too formulaic because when I'm able to find ease and lightness, that's when I feel the most creative. So it's almost a game of like tricking myself into a creative space. I really feel like I can access a more creative and kinetic side of my process when I'm just 
following the flow. Um, maybe I come into the studio one day and just feel like doing a writing prompt or um, feel like playing a song and making a phrase to the rhythm of um, the lyrics that are being said. Or, you know, sometimes I'll begin by just having a period of improvisation hopefully that I will film if I remember to, um, so that I can source material from that when I'm in a flow state and when I'm able to really just kind of follow what I need that particular day and what I'm interested in that particular day, that's when come up with things that are interesting for me to chew on that I want to, um, you know, keep digging deeper into uh, choreographically. When you think about cultivating this creative or flow state what is important to you then when creating a work I definitely always want to have meaningful moment or experience of emotion or of catharsis that I experience as a performer but also like more importantly, I think, with the hopes that the audience will experience that with me. Especially in a solo process, there's a lot of work of timing and energy and figuring out how to play with each moment in an energetic way. And I think it can sometimes become somewhat self-indulgent, especially if, you know, I'm the choreographer and also the dancer and also the person rehearsing the piece. And, you know, I, I always want to make sure that I'm bringing the audience with me and that I'm creating an experience, not just for myself, but I think for whoever may be watching and experiencing the piece too. That's an interesting qualifier that you made there about being you know, the choreographer, being the dancer, being the rehearsal director. Right. How do you see those roles occupying the same space in your body when you are rehearsing for solo work? It's a really complicated process. And, you know, for I'm, I'm actually really, really grateful that, you know, these works that I'm presenting at Oz were choreographed by other people or, you know, were made in collaboration with other people in some cases because trying to juggle all of those roles in the same studio um, and in the same body can be very chaotic. I've had to learn and I'm still learning how to figure out how to, okay, just come in for this run as a dancer and then maybe I will film it so that I can, you know, look back and I can kind of self-correct later on or do a writing afterwards. And while I tried to be present in the run itself, you know, really reflect and be clear afterwards with the energetic sort of arc of the run. As you can tell from the way I'm describing it, it all gets very jumbled, but I think that's also that complexity is something that I really enjoy and that sort of tug of war between these different focuses is something that really drives and motivates me to try to um, just find greater clarity inside of that. And as we move more directly into your upcoming project, an actor, what sparked this endeavor for you? It's been such a long process to this moment. This is like the first big presentation of my solo work. Um, you know, I've had opportunities here and there, but this is kind of the first big program that I'm able to show. So it actually started 
about, I guess, two and a half, almost three years ago now, just with a curiosity about my relationship with my body and, you know, showing up to the studio on my own a couple days a week for a few hours and trying to just dig into a creative practice and figure out what is my movement signature or my physicality or my creative interests outside of, you know, the the normal structures that I am used to dancing in. What would I want to say choreographically? And then also like, how does my relationship with my body affect the way that I dance, the way that I move through the world, the way that I present myself. And it started from that very personal place. And then I started sort of opening that up and considering how society deals with or relates to the body. And that sort of spurred a community engagement initiative called Body View that I had the privilege to do for about a year. I had several sessions of movement workshops and small performances and community discussion that went along with both of those, um, just kind of dealing with, you know, how do I relate to my body? What is my relationship? And from that place and from those feedback, written reflections and discussions, you know, kind of moved into both the creative processes with uh, Ben, Rui, and Anna, you know, moved into also just my solo practice with that information and with that sort of context of these community discussions. That's kind of a long answer, but yeah, it's been it's been a long process, and I I don't think I necessarily imagined that it would culminate in a solo program. That was a hope. I'm grateful to to be at this really exciting moment for me where I just get to share. And would you describe, we've talked about this a little bit, but would you describe the rehearsal process for these solo works for this upcoming project and how is it different than being part of a group of artists? It's so different. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> kind of have to take it day by day and really follow what is coming up each day. I definitely think it's useful for me to have a loose structure, you know, of some kind of warm up, some kind of meditation, some kind of, you know, process that I'm moving through or planning to move through. But then I always have to leave space for that to change. Yeah, it's like just enough structure, but an allowance for freedom. I often say that I feel like I have to fool myself into starting because the idea of doing a run of the piece or working really hard on this section of this piece is really daunting. But then if I'm moving from a place of um, improvising or grooving or if I'm moving from a place of flow, all of a sudden, you know, I'll, I'll start doing a gesture from a piece and then that's my opportunity to kind of follow that flow and tumble into a more detailed look at these different sections. If I'm going down a checklist and then, you know, saying like, okay, I have to work on this and then walk to the middle of the space and then set up and then do it. It's somehow much harder for me than when I allow myself to kind of naturally follow what is pulling me that day. What surprised or challenged you in bringing these works together? I think a big challenge for me is regulating my energy. I'm so passionate about 
dancing, but then especially about these three solos because they're so meaningful to me and also personal to me in some cases that I just love to put all of my gusto and all of my efforts into them. And sometimes I'm finding, and I know that especially when it comes to the performances, it's not going to be, you know, realistic for me to put all of my energy into every single moment when I have three pieces to move through. And also, like, it feels like that isn't always what the moment requires. You know, all of these works in their different ways work with a lot of subtlety and nuance. And if I'm putting in too much energy, whether it be physical energy or emotional energy, some of the, the clarity and the detail and the nuance can get lost. So that has been a real challenge is kind of not to like dampen my enthusiasm, but channel it in a different way than how I impulsively tend to channel it, which is to use a lot of energy and force. Hi, friends. Melissa here. Becca talks about our relationship with our body. And as dancers, it is especially critical for our health and ability to experience life. I've teamed up with dance medicine specialist and physical therapist, Dr. Elizabeth Tilstra, and Pilates Franklin studio owner, Lara Hicks-Fouts, both former professional dancers for a dancer clinic on June 5th. This afternoon clinic will provide pre-professional dancers with knowledge to prevent injuries, create healthy movement biomechanics through cross-training and Pilates exercises, and career planning. Link to register is in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Back to Becca's story. What has or whom have influenced your creative practice and process? I've worked with New Dialect for many years now and the director Banning Bolden for even longer than that. So that company and uh, she are major influences for me um, and all of my colleagues and people who I've gotten to collaborate with hugely have impacted my career and my my creative process and creative thought. And I'm really grateful for that community. Um, of course, the choreographers who I'll just name Ben Green, Ana Maria Lukacu, Roy Asaf, and his collaborator Ariel Friedman have, you know, in very obvious ways and then also not so obvious ways been influences for me, you know, Ben and I have a close friendship and relationship and have for several years now. And that, you know, is something that kind of levity that we're able to carry in this space is something that has influenced me. And the same with Anna. She is just such a pro and also so, so able to keep things light. And I just really appreciate that about her. And of course, working with Roy and Ariel, they're both just so incredible and so clear and understand energetically like what a moment needs you know when to dig into a moment and when to let it go which has been a huge part of you know me trying to figure out how to rehearse and rehearsal direct myself I would say also dance wise I had the chance to observe Belinda McGuire when she came into town several years ago and she has a solo project of her own and just seeing her energy and her focus and investment um, and self-motivation was really inspiring. Peter Chu has this very clear set of movement values that I feel like I'm always trying to live up to being compassionate, being clear, being confident. He's He's got kind of a whole methodology that I just really respect 
and is really meaningful for me, as well as choreographer named Rosie Herrera, who I had the privilege of working with her immediately after the Ben Green process. And there were just so many beautiful links between getting to work with Ben and getting to work with her. Both of them in their own ways were kind of investigating and sharing ideas of ritual and movement ritual. And I feel like that, I don't know, is something that I've actually really taken into my creative practice as well. With all of the community engagement work that I've been able to do, just getting to connect with people and perform for people, some of whom have never seen contemporary dance or maybe even concert dance before, it's been really meaningful to have those experiences and to hear feedback from people who, you know, sometimes have no idea what they just watched. And sometimes, even though they felt like they didn't fully understand, had some sort of emotional response to the work, or sometimes who just seemed to understand the work completely and and related to it in, in so many ways. And just having that range of experience of being able to connect to people around Nashville who are not necessarily inside the dance or art scene that has hugely influenced my my thoughts of how to create work and the kind of work that I want to create and the sort of like community that I want to attempt to build in the ways that I can with a solo practice. And as we sort of step back or zoom out a little bit, how would you describe your current stage in life as an artist? It's a huge moment of change. I feel like I'm navigating the beginning of what it really means to be an independent artist. And not only that, but also like a producer of dance and of art. I'm definitely a dancer through and through still, but you know, just pursuing a more independent route requires me to learn new skill sets and try to figure out how to make work happen outside of the context that I'm used to, which is a company setting. I'm just in this place of trying to figure out, you know, not only how to have successfully this first stage of solo work and my solo program finally being presented, you know, all things that I'm so excited for, but then also how I can make that sustainable for myself and also sustainable for my colleagues and my community who are also independent artists. And you've talked a little bit about sort of, you know, balancing roles inside the creation process of a specific work. But as you've talked about the growth in your creative portfolio here, how do you balance multiple projects and roles and, you know, balancing creative work with, you know, maybe work that's helping you just learn a skill to then be able to do other work you want to do? How do you balance all these things? I think slowly but surely I'm figuring out how to really set a clear structure that can still be a little bit fluid, allow myself to commit to, you know, okay, this time is for my solo practice. And even if someone reaches out and says, hey, do you want to meet at this time? I have this idea that I want to talk through with you, you know, just be really clear and like schedule. No, this is this is my time that I would set. I said I would go to the studio, even if it's just me showing up for me, like that is still a commitment that I have to make for myself, to myself. We'll take a little bit of a turn here. Mm -hmm. What is important to you to share when you're in a dance educator role with your students and the scope of your teaching? 
something that I've been trying to process and figure out how to share most effectively is the idea that any dance technique, whether it be a formal technique or a form-based technique or an improvisation technique, that it's a set of tools for um, students, for dancers to take and use for their own fulfillment and their own expression. Growing up, you know, I was I was very strict about my ballet training and I very much saw, you know, kind of the rules as absolute laws that I could never, ever, ever, ever break, like by any sort of circumstance. And I think I'm trying to pass on to my students more of the mentality of like, okay, this is something that is here for you to use. This is something that is, if you're in a certain context, going to be very important for you to follow very diligently and very specifically. But also like these different techniques, whether it be like a a ballet technique focused on more stability um, or freedom of movement um, focused on in more of an improvisational style or rhythm grooviness that's um, more in a hip hop technique. You know, any, any single one of those techniques are tools and things that you can use to enjoy dancing and find more freedom in dancing. Yeah. That's something that I'm, I'm really processing in my own way with my own training and cross training and I'm trying to pass that idea on and still keep some level of of structure and clarity to the method and you know the integrity within the technique that I'm teaching. Is there anything that's come up in your mind as we've been speaking that you'd like to add to the conversation or anything we haven't covered that you know, is kind of bubbling beneath the surface that you'd like to delve into. What has been most meaningful to me about doing this solo work and preparing for this program at Oz have been the moments when I'm in community and feel the most exposed or I'm making a connection with someone and I'm feeling the most vulnerable. And also on the other side of the coin, the moments when it's just been me completely alone in the studio having moments of discovery and breakthrough. Yeah, something that I'm processing that I guess feels important to to share is just that kind of paradox and that dichotomy and the sort of like both and of that uh, situation. I feel like, you know, the program at Oz is really specifically focused on relationship to the body, as I was saying earlier, and each piece addresses that very differently, you know, and the body and the way that we relate to it is quite paradoxical. Um, You know, it's both a very private thing and also something that, you know, we present and we're out in public and people see us, people see our physical selves. And so I guess something that feels important to share is just that idea of carrying two things that feel like opposites or that feel like maybe they contradict one another actually have something in common and actually have some meat to them together. And as you think about your upcoming project here at Oz, what are you hoping that the audience is able to experience in the process? I really hope that people in the audience have the feeling that they are up on stage with me. The audience can expect three very distinct perspectives in these three works of how, you know, 
someone may relate to the body. I want audience members to be able to have an experience, to be able to really dive deeply into the works as they're watching and to really be there in the moment with me. You know, I think it's very palpable in the space when the timing of something is just right. And, you know, when you feel like the audience is there with every single movement every single moment and especially because these works some of them use a lot of silence a lot of duration a lot of pause you know those can be moments that I think can be uncomfortable sometimes for an audience and so I think just coming in with the the readiness and the openness to have an experience and to be questioning and analyzing but also just on a less analytical level, I hope, be able to really feel immersed in the experience is my goal. And, you know, I'm trying to do everything I can in the rehearsal process to make everything somewhat seamless where it needs to be seamless and interrupted where it needs to have a really sharp and clear edge, um, really defined in that way. You know, you never know until you're in the room with people and I hope that people are able to have that sort of somewhat emotional or sensorial or maybe even visceral or physical experience with the work. What are you looking forward to next in your creative work? I'm really excited about just continuing. You know, I've set myself up with a pretty clear but fluid structure of how I move into my solo practice and I'm really excited for that to be disrupted. I want to continue to move into uncomfortable territory and move out into different dance communities and different communities here in Nashville and just try to to glean more and understand more and have greater perspective um, about art making and about people's view of and relationship with their bodies. I'm excited for the uncertainty I feel like I've been working really hard and building towards this first program for a long time, and I'm excited to see what's on the other side. Thanks for listening to Becca's story. Takeaways from our conversation. What shapes your relationship with your body? Do you explore how you work? Becca shared about moving from group to solo work and what she gleaned from that. How do you create your catalyst for flow? To learn more about Becca and her work, links to her website and upcoming performance at Oz Arts Nashville are in the show notes. Let me know how you've responded to Becca's experience via my website or social media. Be inspired and be brave. You are the MC of your story.